Hello, world. You are listening to Townley Money Basics, the podcast that helps you improve your financial knowledge. I am your host, Sean Townley. Welcome, world, to Townley Money Basics, the show that takes this big concept of money and breaks it down into itty-bitty pieces so I can understand it better, and hopefully you can too. Today, we're talking about something that's unfortunate, but it is a reality in our world. It's identity theft. Identity theft is the fraudulent acquisition and use of a person's private identifying information, usually for financial gain. And I, I don't know how else you would use it other than for financial gain. Normally, it's somebody charging something to you, pretending to be you. So what is this? How do we break this down? So using your identity to get credit. So a lot of times, if you get those applications in the mail from you know credit card vendors and stuff, and you just kind of toss those aside or you don't pick them up, people can take those out get credit on, on your account and your name, and then they send the card back and, and then they start using it. I mean, it's just as simple as that. You can get um, using identity to purchase goods and services. So, I mean, they can sign up for, you know, maybe a, a card at a retail store, or they can, you know, I've even heard of a case of someone who bought a car under someone else's name. It's kind of scary when you think about it. They could use your identity to withdraw funds from your bank account so that they get access to your bank account. They could pretend that you're you. If they have certain bits of information, your password and such, then they can get money out of your account, transfer it to themselves. So there's all kinds of ways to use identity theft and, and it can be very harmful to you because obviously you're not making the purchases. Normally you don't even know about it. And then of course it goes on your record and it's up to you to make it right with everyone else. So it's just bad all the way around. So I'm gonna try to teach you today on some ways how you can avoid it. What are the symptoms? How do you know that someone has used your identity? Well, if you start seeing bills for items that you didn't purchase or for credit cards that you didn't open, then that's probably a sign that someone has used your identity to open something in your name, right? If you start getting debt collections on accounts you did not open. So if someone, if a debt collector calls and says, hey, you're not paying your bill and you're like, I didn't even know I had this bill. That's probably a sign, a symptom that you've been a a victim of identity theft. So you want to watch out for that as well. So even that junk mail that comes in and nobody wants, you need to pay attention to it because it could be a sign or a symptom that maybe something wrong is going on and you want to be able to do it. If you're ever denied credit, or if you have poor credit scores, normally you have good credit, but all of a sudden you start having poor scores, you need to kind of investigate that and make sure you understand why. Why is that happening? You know, if you're paying your bills on time, but your credit score is going down, something's wrong. Now, normally you could get too much credit and that will also impact your credit score. And we'll probably do that in another podcast some other time. But, you know, a, a drastic change in your score could mean that you have bills that you're not paying on that you don't even know about. So that's a symptom. If you go to file your taxes and the IRS says you've already filed your taxes and received a refund, that could be identity theft, right? So this this happens quite a bit every year where someone will get your social security and go ahead and file on your behalf. And of course they get the check if you get a refund and then you have to explain to the IRS, no, it wasn't me, I didn't do it. So. It's, you really have to watch out for this kind of stuff. You, you don't want to be a victim of that. But those are some signs that you have been a victim of identity theft. Hopefully it never happens. Unfortunately, I think it's a matter, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. It's just 
this thing is getting kind of crazy. Identity theft has become a big time game. So how does it happen? How, how, how do they get this identity, right? So sometimes you could just simply lose your wallet or your purse. And if you do lose your wallet or your purse, of course, it's got everything in there. Now, I don't recommend that you carry your social security card around anymore. You should probably put that in a safe deposit box, but it's going to have your driver's license. Of course, it'll have your name and how you do your signature. So a lost wallet could be a, not only in, a, in addition to them taking your other credit cards and starting to use them as well, you want to make sure that you you always have your wallet on you. I mean, it's always a, a big scare when I can't find my wallet, right? Mailbox theft. Uh, a lot of folks still have the old-fashioned mailboxes on the street, and people can go up and just open them. Now, that's a federal offense, but it doesn't stop people from doing it, right? So people taking stuff out of your mailbox. I talked earlier about the mail where you might get applications for credit cards, or even if you get checks mailed to you, I mean, they could take those checks and try to forge them and take them for themselves. You need to watch public Wi-Fi. So if you're on your computer at a coffee shop, you need to make sure that, that you're staying secure. You can use a VPN software to help protect you. But uh, a lot of times people, not a lot of times, but but there's there are cases where bad actors will go in there and they'll spoof the Wi-Fi just so they can see what you're working on. So if you're working on your bank accounts, then they can kind of see that. They do what's called a man in the middle attack on you. And they see what you're doing and they may capture your keystrokes and stuff and get your passwords that way. So that's another way that identity theft could happen to you. Data breaches, these are totally out of your hands, right? We heard about Target. We've heard about a lot of big companies that have lost data. Well, that data is going to be your account numbers and your name and your address and, and emails. So data breaches, I mean, the companies go through this all the time. This happens quite often. It's hard to control this, uh, but I'll give you some other ways that you can kind of protect yourself, even if your data is, is compromised by another business being compromised. There's also phishing and spoofing. So if you get emails that are suspicious looking, they're wanting some information, wanting you to log into an account. A lot of times they'll point you to an account that doesn't really exist and just to grab your credentials, right? And then they'll go to the legitimate site and they'll log on as you. So be careful of that. I mean, any emails that are too good to be true, someone's gonna give you a million dollars if you just help them out. You, you gotta really be careful with those kinds of things and really just delete them, to be honest. I mean, they're gonna get you in trouble. If it's too good to be true, chances are it probably is. Skimming, so if you have a wallet or a purse and someone goes by with a skimmer, they can steal your your card numbers and then they'll make a card of their own and start using it so be aware of that they do make technologies things that you can put your cards in to to help avoid that but nothing's a hundred percent so just be careful with that I, i've been using more of my phone and less of my cards i try not to swipe my cards when possible i try to use my apple pay you can use google pay that way it's it's a one-time password it's a transaction so even if they get it it's kind of garbage it's only good for one transaction so I've been trying to move to that. So maybe something for you to consider if you have a smartphone, and many of us do now. And then, of course, malware. So if, if your computer gets infected with malware, then that malware can be used to kind of search through your computer, see what your accounts are, and get into your account. So just be careful of that. So that's how it happens. It's very difficult to protect yourself all the time. But there are steps you can take if you are a victim. If you are a victim, you should check your credit reports to see where your credit has been opened. So if you open up your credit report, you, there's three bureaus. There's TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. 
and you're entitled to one free credit report a year from those places. It costs you nothing. So I would encourage you to get those. I would even spread them out. Maybe every four months, go get a different one from one of the different providers and look to see what accounts are on there. You should be able to recognize what accounts are open and make sure they're legitimate. Make sure there's no other accounts in your name. Those credit bureaus are gonna be the best place to look to see if you have any accounts open in your name that are not yours. So you wanna check that on a regular basis. You need to be very vigilant about this, right? And if you are a victim, you know, you need to contact those three credit bureaus, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax, and place a fraud alert on your credit report. This will let folks know that if they try to open anything in your account, that you're under investigation for fraud. And, you know, sometimes it'll make it much harder for you to get credit, mind you, but it's better than allowing someone else to be able to do it on your behalf because it doesn't take hardly any time to open an account. It takes quite a long time to close one. So you want to, if you, if you do check your credit report and you see something you don't like, you need to tell the credit bureaus that, hey, I'm, I'm going to challenge this. This is not my account. And, and then you're going to have to go to that merchant and close that account. So you want to make sure you do that as well. You also want to report identity theft to the FTC. You can go to identitytheft.gov. They have a lot of good tools uh, for you to use to help you with restoring your credit and you know getting your getting your affairs back in order, so to speak. So lots of good resources in there. I highly encourage you to go look at identitytheft.gov. And I would suggest you go do that before this happens. That way you just have an idea and you can start taking some steps to help yourself. So now let's talk about ways we can prevent identity theft. Because the last thing we want is identity theft. It it happened to me a couple of years ago and it was a mess. It's an absolute mess. Lucky for me, I caught it early enough for some of these techniques I'm about to tell you to where it, you know, it, it could have hurt a lot worse. I didn't end up losing any money over the deal, but I did lose some time. It takes a lot of time to go back to all these merchants and try to close things out. What happened to me basically was someone stopped my mail. They started sending it to the post office and they started picking it up themselves. And then they started ordering, they started opening up some cards in my name. And then of course they were picking up the mail. They said that uh, I had left the country and that they were picking up my mail for me. And when I didn't get mail for like three days, my wife went over to the post office and said, yeah, someone stopped your mail. They said, you're going to be out of the country. And we're like, that wasn't us. So that's also a federal offense, by the way. So you, you need to be mindful of that. Even if you're not getting your junk mail, you need to check your mail on a regular basis. Uh, that's the way I kind of found it. And then, of course, I got an email from one of the companies because they didn't even bother to change my name or anything like that. I got an email saying, hey, you've been approved. So here's your card. You can start using it immediately. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, what? This is crazy. So I had to dig into it a little bit. So how do, how do you stop this, right? So number one, I highly recommend, and I do this myself, is freeze your credit. You can go to the three credit bureaus and you can freeze your credit. Now, what does this do? Well, if, if someone tries to open something in your name and your credit is frozen, the merchants won't be able to see your credit score. So this is good, right? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit annoying, right? Because you have to go unfreeze these accounts if you want to do credit, but it's certainly worth it. And it'll help protect you in the long run. I, I highly encourage that everyone freeze their account because if I have your name and your, your social and your driver's license, I can pretty much open up any account. So don't be a victim of identity theft. You want to make sure that you're protecting yourself. One way to do that, the main thing is to freeze your credit. 
That way they have to contact you to say, hey, are you trying to open an account? You know, I'm not trying to open an account. Then they're not able to open that account. So you want to review your credit reports regularly. I, I can't stress this enough. You get three of them for free, so it costs nothing to you. Every four months or so, put yourself a reminder and just go get one of the three and just keep rotating them. This will help you kind of see what accounts are open in your name. It's very important to stay on top of that. You can safeguard your social security number. Now, in my case, my social security number is kind of already out there, right? People, they trade this information. They trade this information. Bad people trade this information. Says, hey, I got, this is a good number. I was able to get some money off of it. They trade your information around. So once it's out there, it's not like you can change your social security number, but you want to take steps. Just leave that card in a safe deposit box or in a safe somewhere. Don't carry it with you. Really, the only time you're going to need it typically is if you're going maybe to get a passport. And, and if you already have a passport, then that's not a big deal. Or if you get a new employment, they usually want to see your social security card. But you can go by, take it out, and then take it and then put it right back in. You don't want to carry that thing with you. In the old days, we used to carry them around with us. Kind of silly, but you know how much is tied to that number. But if if I have that number, chances are I can usually open an account with it. So be very careful with your social security number. Don't give it out to anyone. If anyone asks you for it, you should really be questioning why they need it. If it's not employment or something like that, I would really question it. And I, and I certainly wouldn't volunteer to give that information. You want to make sure you use unique, strong passwords on your online accounts and even consider using a password manager. I use a password manager and it's great. I really only have to remember one password and then that the rest of it is is all behind that. So, and, and I get some pretty long and gnarly passwords and I don't even know what they are. And, and that's the whole idea. I don't wanna know what they are. I use the little tool on my computer to log into my accounts and it remembers these big long passwords that are hard to guess. So I, I use it as an extra precaution. And plus it just kind of keeps me mentally, you know, peace of mind because that I don't have to worry about passwords being the same or using the same password. A, a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people have like four or five passwords and they just use them over and over again. And that's, that can be dangerous because as soon as somebody learns one of those, they'll start trying it with all your other accounts and you would be amazed at what they can get into with your passwords. You want to set up alerts on your account. So if you have credit cards, if, if, if there's transactions that are made, maybe over a certain amount, you want to be notified of that or maybe any amount. So if you say if it's a dollar or more, just let me know. That way you'll get an email saying, hey, your card's been used. This just kind of helps balance, you know, when you use the card. Yes, it's going to be annoying that you're getting an email. But if you're not using that card and someone else is, you want to be notified as soon as possible because you want to report this quickly. Now, with credit cards, normally you're only responsible for the first $50, I believe it is. And I don't know that I've ever had to pay the first $50 on anything. And normally they'll, they'll take care of the rest. Uh, I've got some really great cards. Well, if they see some suspicious activity or things happening outside the state, they'll call and say, hey, are you making these transactions? And then if I say no, they'll say, okay, we're canceling your card and we'll send you a new one. So be mindful of that. You need to check, check your alerts on your accounts, set them up if they're not set up. And then you want to check your balances on a regular basis and look at their charges. Make sure for, for one, you want to make sure that people are charging you the correct amount, right? Especially if you go to a restaurant and you pay for dinner and then you're going to do a tip and you know, you know, it should be 50 bucks, but they end up charging you 70 bucks. 
it's just it's just a good practice to to look at that. And I usually look at my statements. I only have a handful of credit cards, and I typically look at them every few days or so. And and that's just because I want to know because I have been a victim of identity theft. I want to catch it as soon as possible because the longer it goes, the harder it is to battle going forward. So check balances on your accounts very often. When you do receive those offers for credit cards, shred them. You want to make sure that, that they're they're not going in the regular trash where somebody else can get them. You want to put them into a shred bin. You can even go to like a UPS store or places like that. They offer shredding services if you don't want to purchase one yourself. And just make sure that you're destroying those documents so when no one else can use them. So shred everything with any information. on. I mean, if, if there's any doubts about it, shred it. Don't put it in the regular trash. If, it, if it's a letter from, you know, that, that's going around to your entire neighborhood, that's not a big deal unless it has your name on it. You want to you wanna make sure you, you can recycle that, but the rest of it you should shred. Anything with any identifying information, make sure that you're shredding it. Watch your mailbox. We talked about this a little bit earlier. You need to watch your mailbox and make sure you're still getting mail because you're still going to get junk mail. And you want to make sure that the mail is flowing and that someone hasn't diverted your mail somewhere else so they can take advantage of it. And then finally, uh, and this is something I did, I got a credit monitoring services. There's lots of credit monitoring services. In fact, the bureaus will do it themselves, but there are other agencies out there as well. You'll need to shop around for those, uh, but they can kind of monitor your credit. And I've got, uh, I've got one right now. And basically every time there's suspicious activity or an account's opened or transactions to get to be too high, I get an alert and I can go in and look at my credit report in, in, on a regular basis. Now there is a fee for that, but uh, for me, I'm paranoid enough to where it's worth, I think I pay like $20 a month for my wife and I, but I just want to make sure that I see what's going on with our credit and that we're doing everything we can. So those are ways that you can help prevent identity theft. Hopefully you never have to deal with this, but if you do, just understand you're not alone. This happens to a lot of people, unfortunately, and there's a lot of good resources out there, and hopefully this has been one for you, but make sure you take the steps to clean up your credit because your credit is very important. Your FICO score is gonna go down. You wanna make sure you keep that up and running so when you do need to buy a home or do, do need to buy a car, that you're able to do it and at the cheapest you can. So in recap, identity theft, it's bad It's bad news, right? You don't wanna be a part of this. There's symptoms, look for the symptoms. If you start seeing bills that aren't yours or things that are in your name or if you're starting to get collection calls on, on accounts you haven't opened, look out for that, right? And and how it happens, you know, if you lose a wallet or if you, if you get those offers in, in the mail and you don't take advantage of them, somebody takes them, Public Wi-Fi, uh, there's, there's data breaches, there's phishing and emails, there's skimming where they can get your, your cards like that. It's just, there's just so many ways for them to get your information and it's out there. And then of course there's malware. We're constantly looking at the cyber situation on computers. So malware, it's gonna be very difficult. I mean, they just kind of beat you down after a while. So just make sure that you're looking at all those, those different items and making sure that you're not a victim of identity theft, and if you are, that you're making you're making a move quickly to get it resolved. And if you are a victim, you know, make sure you check your reports to see what else has been opened in your account, and uh, check with the three credit bureaus to to keep monitoring that. That's free. You can do that. Uh, you can get a report from each of them once a year. So I, I highly encourage you to do that. And then if you are 
a victim, then you need to report it as well. And then ways to prevent it, you know, make sure you freeze your credit, you review your credit card, your credit report regularly, use strong passwords for any online accounts, set up alerts on those accounts, check balances on your accounts often, make sure that they're legitimate, and then you shred everything that has any identifying information, watch your mailbox and consider credit monitoring if you want to sleep better at night. This is this is what I chose to do. Hey, reach out to me. Let me know if you've been a victim or what you what steps you took to avoid it, or, or if you're even thinking about it at all. I don't mean to scare anyone, but it, but this is this is real. This happens all the time. It happened to me. Hopefully, it won't happen to you. But if it does, I hope now you understand how it works and how to make it better going forward. So reach out to me. You can find me at townleytech at gmail.com. You can find me on LinkedIn at Sean Townley and my website, seantownley.com. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Townley Money Basics. Goodbye, world.